Hello, this is the Supernatural Life Podcast. I'm Shadia Kambi. Thank you for joining me today and welcome to the final episode of this teaching series on how to be strong in the Lord. I pray you are blessed with the word of the Lord today as we round up this teaching series. In the last two episodes, I have taken time to share with us some key things we need to bear in mind if we want to be strong in our faith. God wants us to be confident and be courageous even when we encounter barriers, when we are persecuted for our faith, when we face the pressures of life in general. We can stand firm and be everything God has called us to be. As born-again believers, we are people of destiny. The Bible says we are redeemed to have dominion in this world, a kingdom of kings and priests to the nations. Even when we don't know what to do, we are not to live in fear because God is always with us and God wants us to be strong in Him, walking by faith, living in victory. The victory that overcomes the world is faith and that is our trust in God. In the past two episodes, I highlighted five specific areas that I believe we need to strengthen our faith if we want to be strong in the Lord. In the past two episodes, I talked about five specific areas that I believe we can invest in to develop our faith so that we are strong in the Lord. For the sake of time, I'm not going to go through these points again. Please do take time to listen to the past two episodes to catch up on what I shared previously. So today, I want to move on to the last two points. Point number six is going to be our next point. The sixth point, if you want to be strong in the Lord, be bold with your world. If we want to be strong in the Lord, we got to be bold. Learn to be bold with your word. Learn to create your world with your word. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 that the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. God has put the power of life and death in our mouth. We must learn to eat from that fruit through our confession by speaking good things, speaking life, speaking the blessings of God instead of speaking negative things. You know, if you don't like what you see, don't say it. Instead, say what you want to see because our word will produce after itself. For example, if you're having a bad day, if you're feeling overwhelmed with pressure, don't keep saying and repeating the problem. Say what you want to see. Speak God's promises. You see, God's promises have the power to bring change. Say things like, I refuse to accommodate this sickness in my body. I choose to believe what God says about me. By the stripes of Christ, I am healed. Through Christ, I am more than a conqueror. Declare the promises of God over your circumstances. We are not to allow our feelings to lead us. Instead, we are supposed to lead with our word. It's not easy. I do understand. I have been through it as well. We all go through it from time to time. But we just got to learn to get better at it. The story of Paul in the book of Acts chapter 27 teaches us some important things about how we can be strong in the Lord. Paul was facing a very devastating storm in his life, but he kept on declaring God's promises even in the face of death. 
He kept on saying what he wanted, not what the devil wanted through his circumstances. Through his confession of faith, he connected himself with God. You see, when we are speaking God's promises, we are uniting ourselves with God. The word of God connects us to God. On the other hand, when we are confessing fear, harm, belief, we are opening the door for the devil to have his way. And the devil always comes to steal, kill, and destroy. In the passage we are about to read, circumstances Paul was facing were so bad to the point of death, yet he didn't allow his feelings to dictate to him. Not once did he allow his feelings to rule, but he ruled with his word. He kept speaking the promise of God. He kept saying, I believe God, it shall be even as it was told to me. The story is uh, found in Acts chapter 27. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. Just a quick summary of this passage. In this story, Paul was a Roman prisoner and he was being taken to Rome. He was on the journey to Rome to go and see Caesar. He had a case with Caesar to argue. He was in chain and they were going to Caesar. En route to this journey, they encounter a storm, a very violent one. So they threw all their cargoes, all their goods, even the even the ship's tackle, the, like the gearbox for the for the ship. They threw everything, and there was no hope. All hope was gone. They were in this situation. There was no star. There was no sun. There was no light. It was dark in the middle of the sea. The storm raging and the the storm lashing at them. The water pouring in on them. They were in the middle of this for 14 days. I mean, just imagine being in such a frightening situation. They were all expecting death because all hope was gone. They did everything that they could. All hope was gone. They were all expecting death to knock anytime except for Paul. I'm going to read now from verse 21. Just listen to the incredible courage Paul brought on the scene. To these people in from verse 21 now after they had gone a long time without food paul stood up before them and said men you should have taken my advice not to sail from crates then you will have spared yourselves this damage and loss but now i urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost only the ship will be destroyed he was telling them encouraging them that there was not going to be a loss of life. Paul was encouraging them in the middle of this chaos that they were going to be okay. Nobody was going to die. And this is the reason why in verse 23, Paul said, Last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. And that's what he kept on saying. He kept on encouraging them. He stayed cheerful in the middle of this chaos, in the middle of this frightening experience. Jesus said that in this world we are going to face trouble. But he said, 
rejoice because I have overcome. And Paul believed the, the word of the Lord. He held on to that word. That word literally carried him afloat in the middle of the storm. No matter the crisis we face, when we have the word of God, we have God with us. When we hold on to the word of God, we are holding on to God. And no storm can overcome us when we have God, when we have the Lord with us, when we have his word, when we hold on to the word of God. The Bible says that we are kings and we are priests and we are to rule with the word of God. In Revelation chapter 5 verse 10 says, you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on earth. We are kings and priests unto God. And how do kings rule? How do the kings in this world rule? Kings rule with their word. Where the word of the king is, there is power. The Bible says, when a king makes decree, it is automatically binding. Everyone must come under that decree. It affects everyone. So the king does not have, even have to fight. He does not have to, you know, jump. He does not have to scream. All he does is just makes a decree and the king's administration we see to it that the king's decree is enforced as law, binding on every subject under his rulership. Everyone becomes subjected to the king's decree, the king's administration. We see to it that that decree binds up everybody. And so as kings and priests, unto God. We have God's authority through his word. If you are facing the worst crisis of your life, learn to prophesy into your future according to the word of God. The word of God is God's prophetic destiny for our life. The word of God is God's plan for our life. The word of God is his will for our lives. We've got to learn to speak forth the change through the word of God. When we speak the word of God, we bring change into our situations. We have been given dominion through the image of God and the word of God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 says that God created us in his image and likeness. Listen to this. Let me read Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. God created us so that we may rule over all his creation. We may have dominion. We are created in his image and likeness. We have dominion through God's image and his word over all things. The word of God is our identity. We have been given authority to rule like God through his word. When we speak in God's word, it's like God is speaking. And that's why Satan comes against the word of God. Satan steals authority through the word. Satan is after the word of God because if he can get the word of God out of our mouth, he can steal authority from us. The word of God is anointed. That is why the devil is after getting the word of God from our mouth. If you think about it in Genesis, how did the fall happen? How did the devil steal authority in the beginning from Adam? 
it was by going after the word in genesis chapter chapter 3 listen to this i'm reading genesis chapter 3 from verse 3 now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the lord god had made he said to the woman did god really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden you see the devil went after the word that's what he went after the first thing he went after was the word of god did god really say you must not eat from the from any tree in the garden and then eve replied the woman said to the serpent we may eat from the trees in the garden but god did say you must not eat fruit from the word sorry you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die you will not certainly die the serpent said to the woman for god knows that when you eat from it your eyes will be opened and you will be be like god knowing good and evil when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom she took some and ate it she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves you see what happened the devil went after the word of god and once the devil was able to take the word of god from them he stole their authority they became exposed the word of god is our covering when they did not have the word of god when they lost the word of god they lost authority and they lost their covering they became naked they became exposed that's what the devil was he wants to steal the word if we can take the word of god from our mouth we are we become vulnerable we are exposed there is no covering the word of god is anointed the angels of god akin to the voice of god when we speak the word of god it's like god speaking it psalm 103 verse 26 the lord you is angels you mighty ones who do his bidding who obey his word when we are speaking the word of god we activate angels on our behalf angels they go and they bring the word of god to pass in our lives isaiah 55 verse 11 says so is my word that goes out from my mouth it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what i desire and achieve the purpose for which i sent it god's word will not return void god's word will not fail god's word is final authority this is how we take dominion we exercise dominion this is how we govern in this world we govern with the word of god because the word of god is the final authority john 6 63 says the spirit gives life the flesh counts for nothing the words i have spoken to you they are full of the spirit and life the word of god is life when we speak the word of god we are creating it's like god spoke in genesis let there be light when there was darkness when there was doom when there was void but god spoke and when he spoke the word brought light peter walked on the water on the word of jesus the word of god is powerful ephesians chapter 5 says we are to be imitators of god we are to follow god's example 
we need to follow God's example. If we want to be strong in the Lord, we've got to learn to imitate God. Be bold with our words. We are spirit beings and the word of God is spirit and a life. When we speak the word of God, we bring life. It's like God spoke to creation in Genesis. The Bible says that Abraham imitated God. Abraham believed that God is a God who caused the things that be not into existence. Abraham agreed with God and he began to speak. He began to call himself the name that God gave him. He began to identify with the word that God gave him. He began to call himself the father of nations. And eventually he became that. It didn't look possible, but it began to, as he began to speak the word of God, the word of God brought change into his body, brought change into Sarah's body, changed the circumstances, changed his life. The disciples, they imitated Jesus. They got the same result like Jesus. We are to be imitators of God. If we want to be strong in the Lord, we got to learn to hold on to the word of God. The devil wants to steal the word of God. Because if he can steal the word of God from us, from our mouth, we open the door for the enemy. When we speak the word of the enemy, we are connecting with the enemy. When we are speaking negative things, we are connecting with the enemy. Because we are opening door for the devil to walk. But when we speak the word of God, we are connecting to God. And we are bringing life of God. We are bringing changes. We are bringing the truth. So let's learn to be strong in the Lord. Let us learn to hold on to the word of God. Let us learn to speak with boldness. Be bold with your word. Speak what God says. Let your confession be in agreement with what God already said about your situation. Hold fast to the promise of God. Keep speaking life. And now the last point, point number seven. If you want to be strong in the Lord, you've got to be persistent. Never give up until you see the victory. Don't give up on the promise of God, whatever the dream Whatever the vision that God has placed in your heart, don't give up. Whatever breakthrough that God has promised in his word, don't compromise with the devil. Stand firm in the Lord for your miracle. Be full of expectation because God cannot lie. If God promised a thing, he can fulfill his word. I'm not saying that God is going to give us everything we want. But what I'm saying is that when God gives you a promise in his word, you need to stand for it. Don't back down on it. First John chapter 3 verse 21 says, If our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and we receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. No matter how impossible it looks, don't give up. Hold on to the promise. What might be impossible with man is not impossible with God. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 7 says we live by faith and not by sight. And the Bible defines faith as it is the assurance of what we do not see. So therefore, we have to believe now. I mean, that just reminds me of the situation with Daniel. 
in Daniel chapter 9, where Daniel was praying and fasting, believing God for an answer. And he was in prayer for 21 days before he eventually got the answer. And when the angel came to deliver Daniel's answer, after 21 days, the angel said to Daniel that the very first day Daniel prayed, God sent the answer. God sent the angel to come and bring Daniel's answer. But there was a resistance in the spiritual atmosphere against Daniel's breakthrough. And the angel had to get reinforcement to break through. And it was because Daniel kept praying. Because Daniel did not give up. Daniel continued to pray until he got the answer. If Daniel had given up halfway, he wouldn't have got the breakthrough. But because of his prayer, because of his persistence in prayer, the angel was able to deliver the answer for Daniel. That's what prayer does. Like I said about being bold with our confession that angels hold on to the word of God. They are to our word. And that's what they were doing. The angels were holding on to the word of Daniel because Daniel was per persisting in prayer. And so he was able to break through. So our faith must be right now. Don't focus on delay. Delay is not denial. We know that God is faithful to keep his promise. So when there is delay, be encouraged that it's not because God is denying you. It's because God is preparing you for the answer. He's preparing you for the best. Faith in the word of God is our title deed, is the evidence. So we've got to hold on, walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 says about persistent faith. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. If we are going to inherit the promise of God, we've got to learn to persevere. We've got to learn to persist with endurance. We need to develop that stamina to press in, to persist, to hold on to the promise. True patience means being able to persevere for as long as it takes to see the desired result. The Bible says that God is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God will reward our efforts. You know, just think about this. The guy who invented the light bulb, Edison, he tried about a thousand times before he finally got through. A thousand times. But he, he persisted. He endured. And look at the reward today. Look at what has, she, he has been able to accomplish. The breakthrough. It's not You can't even compare to what he has been able to accomplish. God is the rewarder of those diligent who are persistent, like the woman in, with the with the persistent widow as well. You see how that uh, in Luke chapter eighteen, the the widow who will not give up, who kept going to the judge repeatedly. Eventually, the judge was worn out, and the judge gave in. So let's now compare that with God. When we are petitioning God, when we are believing God. God is just, God is righteous, God who wants us, who, God who wants, um, whose plan for us is good. How much more will God give us justice? How much more will God answer us? How much more will God reward us if we 
choose to hold on, if we refuse to back down and let the enemy steal God's blessings. God is too faithful to fail. So if we want to be strong, we've got to learn to believe when we pray for the answer. Learn to believe the report of the Lord. Learn to be believe that the report of man is a fact, but the word of God is the truth. The Bible says the ways of God are higher than our ways. The Bible says we are not to get weary in well-doing because we will reap if we don't faint. Isaiah 40 says, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. God is able to carry us. James 1.12 says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. God is faithful to reward us when we choose to persevere. So I want to encourage you to learn to wait for God's timing, to learn to trust in his word, to learn to stay faithful because God is not mocked. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So we don't give up. Keep pressing forward. Whatever God has promised you. To be strong in the Lord, we must learn how to be relentless, be persistent in endurance, and keep believing God for the right door. We hope on in the right season. And now finally, in closing, I want to pray. But before praying, I'm going to read to leave you an encouragement from the book of Ephesians. I want to encourage you to stand firm, putting on the armor of God, having done all, stand firm in the victory of the cross of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Ephesians 6 verse 10 Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Father, I thank you for your word today. Thank you, Lord, for every listener under the sound of my voice. I pray the blessings of your word into their lives. Lord, I pray as your word has gone forth, your word is a clarion call to your people. God, that you have got plans, you have got visions, you have got dreams. For your people and i pray god even as this word goes forth the lord people will embrace your dream they will embrace your vision they will uh, they will hear the call for their lives they will rise up in hope and they will take possession of what you release into their hands thank you father that you are faithful to keep your promise 
And now I just pray and I declare your word right now. I speak to dreams that are dead to come to life. I speak to vision that has been stolen by the enemy. I command the enemy to release every stolen vision in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for healing sick bodies right now. I speak to sicknesses to die in Jesus' name. I speak healing into bodies. I speak blessings of provision in Jesus' name. I speak joy to your people. I speak peace of mind. Father, I thank you that you are a good God and for the plan that you have for your people. Lord, let your name be glorified. Let them come back with testimonies of joy, singing that you are faithful. Let them return with testimony. Let them return with thanksgiving to you, Lord, because your name is worthy to be praised. Thank you, Jesus, that you have won the victory. And in that victory we stand. I proclaim your victory over your people. I proclaim progress in Jesus' name. I come against every gate that the enemy has placed as barriers against them from entering their promised land. I speak to them right now. I command the gates to open for you. I declare that you will fulfill your destiny. You will enter that promised land. You will rejoice in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for joining me for this teaching. It's been a pleasure to have your company. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Until the next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless you.